the, the field that we decided to do it in, the choice we made, was music. Now, why music? Well, we love music. If you want to challenge the number one in a market, you need to have a good or rather an excellent product. But most importantly, you need to believe in what you're bringing to the table or else you're doomed. In the mid 2000s, Microsoft was riding high on the successful Xbox and established itself as a leading software for PCs. So to them, it seemed natural to take on and dominate another market, the MP3 player market. But they were up against the iPod. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the brief history of the Microsoft Zoom while it lasted between 2006 and 2012. So let's begin. To understand why Microsoft wanted to enter this space, we will have to imagine the scenario in the early 2000s when there was a massive craze for MP3 and MP3 players. The iPod had received enormous success and every company was desperate to create their own version of Apple's highly profitable music player. Microsoft first launched the MSN Music Service in 2004 to compete with Apple's iTunes. However, two years later, in 2006, Microsoft announced the closing of MSN Music immediately before announcing the Zune service. The first generation Zune device was created by Microsoft in close cooperation with Toshiba, which took the design of the Gigabit S which was a line of media players developed by Toshiba. While some features were praised, the initial Zune has been regarded with mockery and jokes for its bulky size and brown color, with CNET regarding it at best as a high-profile underdog alternative to Apple's iPod. Whereas other Windows media players, uh, MP3 players from Creative, iRiver and Samsung had not even succeeded. The first generation and later Zune devices included a number of social features including the ability to share songs with other Zune users wirelessly. Songs that had been transferred over Wi-Fi could then be played three times over three days. At midnight on December 31st, 2008, many first generation Zune 30 models froze. Microsoft stated that the problem was caused by the internal clock driver written by Freescale and the way the device handles a leap year. It automatically fixed itself 24 hours later, but an in intermediate fix for those who did not wish to wait was to drain the device's battery and then recharge after 12 noon GMT on January 1st, 2009. Microsoft immediately got to work on a second generation Zoom, hoping to correct course after the complaints about the first generation Zoom. The first wave of the second generation, that is the Zoom 4, Zoom 8 and 80 manufactured by Flextronics launched in November 2007 introduced the touch-sensitive Zoom pad, which was shaped like a squircle, which is basically a square with rounded edges, and a new user interface. The 4 and 8GB Zoom devices use flash memory and are smaller in size than the 80GB version, which used a hard drive. The 30GB Zoom was not redesigned, although it received a software update that brought the interface in line with the second-generation models. The second and last wave of the second-generation Zoom Zune 16 and 120, released in September 2008, and Microsoft gave it their all, attempting to meet Apple's success of their iPod, now six generations old, and even tried to surpass it. They included features like the ability to flag songs heard on the radio for purchase later, new games, audiobook support, and mobile access to the Zune marketplace over Wi-Fi. By the time the third generation of Zune products came out in September of 2009, it was abundantly clear that Microsoft had missed the boat. 
Zune had twice unsuccessfully attempted to outsell the iPod. Sadly, there was just no chance of Microsoft's flagship MP3 player that could pull off an upset anymore. Still, they gave it one last shot with the third generation Zune. The second and last wave of the third generation Zune HD 64GB released in April 2010. On March 15, 2011, Microsoft announced that no new Zune hardware players would be developed. Although the existing models would remain for sale, and finally on October 3rd, 2011, Microsoft announced the discontinuation of all Zune hardware, encouraging users to transition to the Windows Phone. Another reason for the failure of Zune could be the Zune Marketplace, the place where you buy songs and movies. You had to convert real money into Zune points, which you could buy music or movies with. And that was not only complicated, but also hid the actual price of the song or the movie from the consumer. A simplified software and transparent software experience goes a long way in the success of any consumer device. This was the tragic tale of the Microsoft Zune, which couldn't survive the MP3 player race, which ultimately was won by the Apple iPod. Microsoft's player was just as good as an iPod. It performed all of the device's main functions pretty well. But there was no way in which it was better than the iPod, and that's why it was doomed. Having been a user of the Zune myself, I would agree that, that it was a really good device. But after the smartphone was launched and one could listen to songs, watch videos, store pictures, along with calling, messaging, and other features, the Zune and other MP3 players too became outdated. However, in my view, the Zune has left a legacy in the MP3 player space, and it will be remembered to this day as the failed iPod rival. That was the episode for today. If you like the history of CDs, do let us know on our Instagram page at the rate tech buddies pod. If you're listening on Spotify, then follow us and give us a rating out of five. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, drop a review and subscribe. Catch you guys in a brand new episode next week.